winds blew, but my house was built on you. I hope that that is true in your life. But the reality is that rains will come, that winds will blow. The Bible is very clear, Jesus says it. He who hears my teachings and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. You see, you can either build it on sand or on rock. Rock is a solid foundation on his teachings and on his example. And my prayer all week is that we would get that, that we would leave here knowing that he is the chief cornerstone. That when chaos is all around us and adversity comes our way, that there's peace, that there's joy in Jesus. And so right now, let us pray from that place. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for life. We thank you for breath. We thank you, God, for once again being able to come into your house and experience what it is to be in your presence, God. We pray right now for every person in Oviedo and Sanford and people who are watching online that you would right now begin to soften their hearts. And I pray, God, that once again you would use me to deposit your word. Pray, God, that you would use me to speak it with power and with clarity. You said in your word, God, that eyes to see and ears to hear are both gifts from you. And so I pray right now, God, that people would see and people would know that, Jesus, you are good, you are faithful. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. Before having a seat, go ahead and give somebody an air high five. Time to looking good this morning. How we doing, family? Doing all right? Yeah, the super spiritual people, the week after Easter, coming to church. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, Winter Park, would you help me welcome everybody uh, that's watching from Oviedo right now, Sanford, Pastor Nick, Pastor Trent, love you boys, everybody watching online. If I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, uh, my name is Eddie. I'm one of the pastors here at Action Church. Get to uh, serve uh, as your location pastor here at Winter Park. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll also get the opportunity of sitting on operational leadership team and our spiritual leadership team as well, and really just uh, uh, thankful. Uh, I'm, I'm always thankful uh, to get the call and say, hey, uh, big man, you're up. I say, all right, let's ride. Let's go. And so they call up the bullpen, and uh, I'm really honored. I don't take this uh, uh, or these opportunities lightly, family. And uh, before I get into my message, uh, I do want to just show a, a level of gratitude uh, and a level of appreciation for the house and, 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 and for the church and for leadership. Uh, this past uh, season has not been easy for me and my family. And um, I've been dealing with some significant health issues, specifically uh, with uh, my adrenal glands uh, and serotonin levels and the chemistry in my brain. And uh, I just want to thank uh, leadership for prioritizing uh, my wholeness and my wellness above my contribution. And uh, I want to thank everybody who has been praying for me and, and sending me such amazing text messages and, and really praying. The, the Bible says that the prayers of a righteous person are both powerful and effective. And I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. And so thank you very much. Are you appreciative for being in such a, an amazing church? 
I also want to highlight all that God did uh, during Easter, in Action Church Easter last week. Over 9,000 people in attendance. Amazing, amazing. Uh, 700, you got to get this number, 746 people gave their life to Jesus. Come on. Going from death to life. And it was there where, where really Pastor Justin gave a phenomenal message. A phenomenal preaching presentation where we're reminded that the life of Jesus, it qualified him. That although he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. But he sets aside his divine privileges and takes up a body, lives a perfect life, that his life, it qualified him. That the death, the death, it qualified us. That the sacrifice that he made on the cross paid for our transgressions, our sins. That the blood covers us, that the blood empowers us, that we are now made right because of what Christ did on the cross. We're reminded that the resurrection, it disqualified death. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Our Jesus has rendered you defeated. It was there where we're reminded that God so loved you and me that he sent his only son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him all would be saved. We're also reminded that nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus. The Bible says neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus. What a revelation. And I hope that it is, in fact, revelation to you and not just information. You see, information can come in and can go out, but revelation goes from head knowledge to heart knowledge. And if you have not gotten that revelation, I pray in the name of Jesus that today would be your day. But we say here all the time, somebody someday is every single Sunday and so the question now we have at hand is what? Is now what? After you have that revelation, that understanding of who God is and who you are in him and what he did, his life, his death, the resurrection, now what? And I want to go to the most reliable source of information we have available to us as human beings, and that's the Bible. If you have your Bible, turn to John 16. I was, uh, I'm going to move this back a little bit. I, I with my adrenal glands, I didn't know if I was going to go, but I'm going to go today, baby. I'm going to go. I'm going to move it back. I'm going to move it back a little bit. John 16. And here, this is the climax of the upper room message. The, the, the climax of the upper room message. Jesus is about to carry out his purpose, his assignment, being betrayed, going to the cross for you and for me. He says these words after verse, uh, chapter 13 and 14. He talks about the persecution, talks about the suffering, talks about the way to God, talks about righteousness, talks about judgment, talks about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit's going to do. And he says these words. I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Have peace in me, for in this life you will have trouble. 
But be of good cheer, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Jesus reminds us, he reminds his disciples in this moment that adversity is going to come. It's going to come their way, but they are going to be able to overcome because he overcame. And so I believe that the answer to the question of now what is as follows. That we have to get ready and stay ready so that we could overcome the adversities of life to glorify God and impact others. Let's leave this on the, on the, on the screen here. We should be writing this down. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some, some, some stuff here. I really believe that this is a God message. I really believe that this is post-revelation, post-understanding. I really believe, believe that this is going to help us. So to get ready and stay ready, that's to prepare ourselves to equip ourselves, to navigate the adversities of life, to overcome them. You see, it's how we overcome them, how we prevail and succeed despite the adversity that glorifies God. It actually gives him credit. How is it that they're able to go through what they just went through, but yet they're still living? They still have a peace. They still have a joy. That's how God is glorified. And that's how others are impacted. I got four things. If we're going to get ready and stay ready so that we could overcome the adversities of life, glorify God, and impact others. And the first thing is we have to get dressed and stay dressed. Write that one down. The right attire, the right clothes matters. Uh, Bobby, uh, my friend, uh, uh, was here on the first service, and he takes me to these hockey games. And, uh, you know, go Bolts. And, uh, and uh, you know, these guys, they're all suited up. They're all suited. They got the, the, all the gear on, the pads on, and the helmet on. And that's very useful for a hockey game. But if you take that same gear, that same attire, and, and you go to a, a beach volleyball game with it, it's going to slow you down. And the same thing is true for us. There's certain clothes that we are supposed to wear, certain garments that we are supposed to wear if we're going to glorify God and impact others. Look at Bible. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself, clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must also forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Kindness, gentleness, patience, love. Back in 2009, uh, many of you know uh, we had a recession, and uh, it was a difficult time for Casa Rivera, baby. It was hard. It was hard, as, many, as it was for many Americans. And, uh, you know, mama needed a house, baby needed some shoes, and, and so what did daddy have to do? I had to hustle, you know. And so we had a couple businesses, and, and uh, so I, I'm trying to just keep all the businesses afloat and try to keep payroll. And, and uh, we had one uh, a company that we sold a vacation club. And so 
uh, uh, we have uh, timeshares here in Orlando. And so you get suckered on the 192 to, to go to a tour, right? Come on. Am I talking to somebody? It's only going to be a 50-minute tour. And you only went there for the free gifts, right? The free gift to Disney or tickets to Disney or Universal. And so you get suckered and you go to the resort. And then you, you're smart, though. You're not going to buy the timeshare. And so you say, no, I'm done. You hold the line. Right before you get your gift, though, you got to come see me and my team. Okay? You tracking? No resort in Florida took us. Westgate, nobody. Why? Because the paper, you couldn't sell it into the secondary market. All that to say, no resort was taking us. Nobody was selling timeshares. Really, the whole market had stopped. And so I, I'm, I'm calling. I'm dialing. I'm trying to hustle here, right? I, I got I to pay the bills. And I get a call back from a resort three hours away. And so I, I go and the guard, he looked at me a little, a little weird. And I said, all right, but I'm in my suit. I said, all right, I'm not going to let him. Like, I'm dialed in. I got to sell a couple vacation clubs. You know what I mean? And I go to the, the, the clubhouse, and I look outside the, the pool area, to the pool area, and everybody is naked. <laughs> See, this resort, I should have got it from the name, was called Caliente, and it was a nudist resort. <laughs> We didn't last very long at Caliente. <laughs> but many of us, many of us are going out into the world like we have membership at Caliente. We're naked. And post-revelation, you are called to have the invisible attributes of Jesus over you. Kindness and gentleness and patience. Kindness and, and love. You see... A little bit of salt changes a, a dish. A little bit of kindness, a little bit of patience, a little bit of gentleness, a little bit of love changes and impacts others as you navigate this journey of life. Do you know that doing this, putting on these clothes, which is not your natural bent, is spiritual warfare 101? But Eddie, I, I thought spiritual warfare was casting out demons and deliverance. Yes, that's true. But before you can cast out a demon, you got to win against the flesh, the inner you. Because your natural proclivity is not to, or tendency, your natural bent is not to be kind. I see you. You're not kind. <laughs> Neither am I. Neither am I. But that is spiritual warfare 101. And so how do we do this? A practical thing on how we're going to get dressed and stay dressed so that we could overcome the adversities of life, impacting others, glorifying God. We got to pray. That's just a practical thing that you can do every single day before you go out into the world. God, clothe me with gentleness, with kindness, with, 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 with patience, with love. If we're going to get ready and stay ready to overcome the adversities of life, to glorify God and impact others, we got to get dressed. We also have to get grown. Get grown. Write that down. Just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're growing up. Oh, easy. That's right. You've heard of IQ, intellectual quotient. You've heard of EQ, emotional quotient. Very rarely do people talk about SQ, spiritual quotient. And spiritual intelligence is necessary. 
Understanding who God is and who you are in him, it's imperative. We have to grow up. Look at what this says. When I was a child, I spoke, I behaved, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put aside these childish things. When I grew up, when I grew up, and I just want to ask you, what are your actions, your behaviors, and patterns look like? Are they more childlike than adult-like? And that's between you and God, family. But what I will say is this. You will be held accountable as to what you do with his word, what you do with, with, with his instruction. On the day of eternity, I won't be there with you. Pastor Justin won't be there with you. You have to take a, a level of personal responsibility to grow. And throughout scripture, you see that, that God's people remain stagnant. So important that you feed yourself with the word of God. If you gave a, a child Cheetos and cupcakes every single day, they wouldn't grow up very strong. Same thing is true for us spiritually. If you're thinking that you could come here every Sunday and be spoon-fed a little bit of Bible and that that's going to grow you into the man, the woman that God has called you to be, you're wrong. We got to grow up. We got to get grown and we got to stay grown and environment matters. Intentionality matters. You coming here matters. Regular church attendance. That's where you can grow at the end of the month. Pastor Justin is going to be teaching on a four-week series of the Holy Spirit. The power that's available to us, that the same power that rose Christ from the grave is the same power that now lives in us, that he's our advocate, that he's our comforter, that he gives you the right words to speak at the right time. You need to know that. You can't do life right if you get this wrong. You just can't. The Chinese bamboo tree... Uh, if it does not take the, or get the right amount of water, the right light at the right time, it never grows. And the same thing is true for us. You have to recognize, family, that Sunday isn't enough. You got to be proactive. And what is the practical thing here? If we're going to get ready and stay ready, we got to open up our Bible. And there's so many beautiful apps and devotionals that you can go to. But, but you, have to, you have to prioritize it. This is instruction. Again, it's the most reliable source of information we have available to us. Why? Because it comes from the creator. It's all God-breathed Bible. Watch this. All scripture. Not some. Hey, yeah, hey. Uh, this, oh, I like that. All scripture, not just the ones that you like. Not just the ones that agree with your lifestyle. Oh, that's the, I'm telling you. All right, here we I'm feeling pretty good. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are doing wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare us and equip his people to do every good work. You can't glorify God and impact others if you're not getting guided. The Bible says that, that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. That your decisions, your decisions are governed by the Bible, not by your feelings. And so we have to get grown. 
if we're going to get ready and stay ready so that we could overcome the adversities of life to glorify God and impact others, we got to get dressed. How do we do that with prayer? We, we got to get grown. How do we do that? Bible. We also have to get into position. Come on, write that one down. Get in position and stay in position. Uh, my daughter, Laura, uh, she's not in this service. She went to a Taylor Swift concert. And uh, they, yeah, they got home late last night, uh, but, but that's not here or there. She, she's a, a, a basketball player. She plays for a, a Winter Springs High School. Uh, my, my son, who's in this service, I love you, son. That, that's, my, that's my boy right here, my, my partner. Uh, he uh, was in TMA. Uh, all my kids were at TMA, the, the Masters Academy private school, and he kept on acting up. And uh, Logan, his mom, is the dean. And she, she would call me all the time, Pastor Eddie, Pastor Eddie. I said, look here, man. If you keep on acting up, I'm going to pull you. You know what I mean? I'm going to save some money. You know what I mean? Hey. So what did he keep on doing? He kept on acting up. Miss Porter kept on calling me. And I said, all right. So I'm going to save some money. I'm going to pull him. So I pulled him from, from private school. I put him in public. And my daughter, Laura, she said, I want to go there too. I said, baby, you ain't going to public school, baby. She said, but daddy, daddy, I feel like God is telling me I got to go with Chris. Oh, he said, I said, wait, you think God told you? So I couldn't argue that. So she went and she's a, a freshman over there. They're both freshmen. They're Irish twins. And uh, uh, she's on the varsity uh, basketball team. And man, we're crazy fans over there. They just won district championships right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, go Bears. And, and uh, uh, if you were ever at a game playing against us, I do apologize. We, we, we as pastors are called to live a life above reproach. And I got a little crazy on the sideline every now and then, right? But, uh, but, but it's all good. And, and one thing, though, that I saw is that when, the, when, the, when a player was out of position, the coach, who was a very, like, calm guy, he would lose his cool. He would lose his cool. He would fly off the rockers. Why is that? He flew off the, the, the rocker because he had a game plan. He knew what person had to play each part. And the reality is this. Each and every one of us have a part to play. Watch this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, the church. All of you, everybody say all of you. Together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. You're either playing the right spot and the right part, or you're playing the wrong part. It's one or the other. Shaquille O'Neal could play golf, just like I can. Now, he's, not a, he's a better basketball player, just like I'm a better basketball player. Than, than, than my golf abilities. But just because you could play it doesn't mean you're good and doesn't mean that, that you should be playing it. Does that make sense? Every time that Pastor Justin goes on a tournament that he wants to win, he doesn't invite me. He doesn't invite me. But many of us are playing the wrong part as well because we, we look at other people's parts and say, I want to I play their part. And now you don't have a, 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 an understanding or even an appreciation the part that God's called you to play and that's why self-discovery is so important 
you got to get this. The most important investment that you could ever make in this life, family, is the investment in self. Understanding your tendencies and understanding your gifts, your abilities. Do you know your spiritual gifts? Do you know your personality type? The more appreciation you have for the gifts that God has given you and how he's wired you, the more appreciation you'll have for him. The more effective you'll be, the more glory you will bring him. The more impact that you'll make in the lives of others. you got to discover your gifts. It's after discovery that you could then develop them and then you can deploy them. It's then you were created on purpose and for purpose. Somebody in Oviedo has an assignment. Somebody in Sanford has a, has a, 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 a problem that God has called you to solve. And unless you discover your own unique design. So I'm a pastor and I'm an evangelist. So I could teach every so often. I could come up here. Holy Spirit is not bound. So the Holy Spirit will use anybody at any time to do whatever he wants to do. But, but my, my lane and my gifting, my sweet spot is I care for the body of believers. I encourage them. This is my, I pastor them. He's given me a heart for that. And I preach Jesus. When I'm operating in that gifting, I'm operating in my calling. I could do a lot of things. But I'm called to do this. What are you called to do? And so a practical thing here, to get dressed, we pray, to get grown, we read our Bible, we, we, we are intentional there, we're, we're eating, we're feeding off of that, and how are we going to get into position? A practical thing here is go to action steps. This is a simple message for everyone. Go to action steps. Every single week, you either have me or somebody else come up here, and you guys know the script more than anybody, hey, and Free food and free child care. And every single week you don't go. God, use me. God, I, show me a sign. And you got this big boy out here every time we go to action step. Yeah. I'm your sign. That, that's funny, man. <laughs> if we're going to get ready and stay ready to overcome the adversities of life, to glorify God and impact others, we got to get dressed we got to get grown. we got to get in position. And we have to get out. This is the last one. Lock in. I'm almost done. We have to get out. Get out and stay out. And here I want to address two states of stuck. An emotional state of stuck and a spiritual state of stuck. I'm going I'm to break each, each one down. The emotional state of stuck... Anxiety, worry, depression, pain, regret. All those things will accompany the life of a believer. And I'm sure there are some in here, maybe at Sanford or in Oviedo or watching online, that may disagree with that statement. That there's no way that a faith-filled believer can be depressed. Well, I disagree, and so does Bible. Isaiah says, I feel undone. Jeremiah utters the words, I wish I was never born. These are, these are biblical heroes. Moses, 
the burdensome or the, the burden of, of, of carrying the weight of your people and caring for your people is just too much to bear. Oh, that I would die. Remove me from the book of life. Elijah, against hundreds of, of prophets of Baal, he sees the miraculous. He sees God move. He sees power. A week later, he's suicidal. Jesus, in the garden, blood droplets, blood droplets. Have you ever been there where, where, where you have a, an anxiety or depression and you just can't shake it off? Look at this right here in Psalm 77. I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long, I prayed. When I experienced the adrenal failure back in December, my, my whole imbalance was one in which I, I just felt like I wasn't myself. I'm not myself. I, and, I, and I'm praying. And Could we just stop being that man or that girl, that Christian, that super Christian? You just got to pray more. You just got to worship more. What do you think I'm doing? All night long I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. This is, this is not a book. This is the book. This is the Bible. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. Save me, oh God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper, I sink into the mire. I can't find the foothold. I am in deep water and the floods overwhelm me. To get out of the emotional state of stuck, so that we could glorify God and impact others, we have to cry out. We have to cry out. But it just doesn't stop there. And I don't know if I would have told you this not too long ago, but you also got to seek help. You got to seek help. When this had all happened, uh, we, we got all these tests done and, and uh, brain checked out and blood pressure, everything checked out, and Pastor Justin, he came up to me, and he said, hey, man, I, uh, I've been praying, and I, you know, you, you've been going through a lot, and you've dealt with a lot in your life, and, uh, you know, you've told me that you've never addressed some of that stuff, some of that trauma, and I would like for you to go to uh, the counseling, and uh, I said, nah, big dog, like, uh, why look back when I can look forward? I've lost friends, but, you know, I, and I've lost this and that, but I got my arms, I got my legs. I got, I, man, life is good, man. I, I got my family, like, nah, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. He said, look, I, I, I want to do this. And he invested in an intensive for me. And for four or five days, I, I got to sit down with a counselor. We got to unpack some, some trauma that I had forgot about. I just thought that was life, baby. Originally from Miami, the military, out, lost, stabbed twice, like all these different things. 
identifying bodies at the morgue. Two hours later, I'm playing basketball with my daughter. That's not normal. That's undealt trauma. Burying babies, burying moms in front of babies, all that stuff, all that stuff, undealt trauma. And get this, undealt trauma will always manifest in the present. So to how do we get out of this emotional state of stuck so that we can glorify God and impact others? We got to cry out and we got to talk to somebody, baby. What would it look like today? You talk to a pastor, you talk to somebody on the prayer team. Say, I'm not doing right. I, I got I to gotta try to process some of this. Why? Because you, you belief systems and tendencies are birthed from trauma. We got to seek help, get a strategy. That's the emotional state of stuck. Are you still with me? Still with me? The other state of stuck is spiritual. And here, this is, you can still live here. You're not going to live, you're not going to live with joy. You're not going to live with peace. It's going to be hard. But here, this right here won't only impact this life, but the life to come. And here is strongholds, spiritually speaking, state of stuck, spiritually speaking, strongholds set itself up against the knowledge of God. So culture, your experiences, your trauma, undealt trauma, toxic doctrine, prosperity gospel, all that other nonsense that doesn't work, and, and now a wrong interpretation of scripture, which you believed, you then took action, the result wasn't what, what, what the person said, and now there's spiritual walls that are created, strongholds. Watch this. Watch this. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. So what happens is this. If you're spiritually stuck behind this stronghold, I could say all day long that God loves you, that he's called you, that you're blessed, that you're favored, that you're chosen, that you're head, not the tail. That you are co-heirs with Christ. But what happens? It doesn't get in here. Because there's a spiritual wall. But there's also a solution. God's mighty weapons. Go to the next thing here. This is for life. So the two spiritual states of stuck. We talked about emotional. The spiritual states of stuck. Strongholds that need to be demolished. And then life. And there are some in here. Maybe in Oviedo, Sanford, watching online or here in this room where we are dead spiritually. And can I just be honest? I was wrestling with this. God, you want me to give this message? I could have came out here. I'm, I'm dealing with my health issues. I could just come out here and just, you know, let's talk about, yeah, go, charge. You want me to share this? Yes. Because if you get this wrong, you get all of eternity wrong. I assure you that no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. And so how do we go from death to life? How do we demolish the strongholds so that we can receive God's truth and we can apply it, not just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word? His name is Jesus. The Bible says that he who the sun sets free is free indeed. He saw you stuck 
and he decided to abandon his throne for you and for me. He didn't have to. He comes to take you out of that emotional state of stuck, that spiritual state of stuck, take you out of the grave. He has the power to demolish the strongholds. He has the power to resurrect you. I have come to give you life and life to the full. The word there is zoe, life. Vida. Vida. No matter what adversity you're facing, that there's a peace. There's a joy. That everything could be so chaotic, but there's a peace and there's a joy in Jesus because there's life. But not only in this life, but in the life to come. First John says this, there's eternal life in the Son. Whoever has the Son has eternal life. Whoever doesn't have the Son doesn't have eternal life. That is simple. But many people, when given an opportunity, won't believe that. And real quick, family, I can't persuade anybody. That's not my assignment today. The Bible says that salvation comes from above. How do we do this? We come into alignment. We come into alignment. John 15 says, I am the true vine. You are the branches. Remain in me as I remain in the Father, and you will bear much fruit. You will have life. You'll be able to put on the, 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 the dressing, the kindness, the gentleness, the peace, the patience, the, 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 the love. You will be able to get grown. That when you read the, the Bible, it will illuminate from paper to, to heart. You will be in position and you'll be able to stay in position. Alignment. Authority and power comes from being in alignment. So does life. And how do we do that? We acknowledge where we're at, out of alignment. We release that. He says, I'm the true vine, meaning that there would be alternative vines. And many of us, because of offense, because of sin, because of idolatry, we've connected to other vines. But there's life in this vine. So you release, control, you surrender, you repent. Acknowledging that you're a sinner in need of a savior. Again, the Bible's clear that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved comes through faith not by works so that no man could boast I don't know what trouble you're going to face Oviedo, Sanford online here I don't know what you specifically are going to face in this life but I have said this so that you may have peace in me in this life, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. This week has been a difficult week for me, battling with what I'm battling. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when I'm going to get my, 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 myself back. 
but I know I'm an overcomer. My daughter, who was in the fir- first service, we just met with the, the transplant team. She has renal failure. Five weeks ago, she lost her cognitive abilities to talk, to walk, to eat. And praise God that we, 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 got, we got her to ba- back to a, a state where she could talk, where she could eat. And the first service, she was actually worshiping God in the front row. But I don't know what's going to happen there. But I know she's an overcomer. And in that, in knowing that, you can continue to get ready and stay ready so you could overcome the adversities of life to glorify God and to impact others. And I want to give you that opportunity right now with every head bowed and every eye closed. It's a decision. And I don't believe it's an accident that you're here. I know this is not in my own strength that I'm here. And I want to give you an opportunity to place your faith in Jesus, the one who is freedom, who is power, who is life, and who is hope. So if you're in here and you're in Oviedo and Sanford are watching online, as a sign of faith, I want you to raise your hand right now, right now. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. Or maybe, oh, God bless you. God bless you, sir. Or maybe you're in here and you made that decision before, but you've allowed adversity to get you out of alignment. And today's your day of recommitment. That God spoke through me today and it's pierced your heart. Hallelujah. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Wow. You can put down your hands. I pray this prayer. Say it in your heart. Father God, I thank you for loving me, a sinner. Profess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus, you are Lord. Come into my life. Make me different. Give me the peace in you. Give me the heart required to overcome the adversities of life. Right now, I pray for everybody. In Sanford, Oviedo, Action Church, that we would constantly get dressed and get grown and get and stay in position and and we would get out, God, for we know that it's only through you and the power that you give us through the Holy Spirit that we can do that. We'll be careful to give you all the praise forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate those decisions, family.